This is the Polytechnicast. It's a place where I unbox some thoughts about projects, do some some spoken blogging, and I happen to be doing this as part of the Art Sound Off Creative Challenge, which is why it's sort of you know like why so many updates over the you know the month of November for the Polytechnicast when there's you know so many you know uh, lulls and you know when there's so much sparseness in the update calendar. Well, you know, creative challenges are, are handy for that. Uh, committing to a thing and trying to uh, meet a certain goal on a daily basis. It's, uh, it's a neat mechanism to try to uh, practice something. So here you go. My practice this month, I, I'm, I've got a variety of topics I want to, to do some um, spoken blogging about. And one of them is thinking about um, game design and development and my project to Pizza Team. And then continuing that, um, I'm thinking about game engines. And so where I've explored in the past that put me in a context at the beginning of this year to pick something to use as the foundational technology for Two Pizza Team. And I've, I, I come from, you know, I've, I've, I've been working on games as a side pursuit and occasionally my, my main thing here and there um, for quite some time. And I started out with, um, I, I was I was learning C code, knew, knowing I wanted to make a game, re uh, reconnecting with computers, and in my in my early twenties, and, and thinking about well, what do I, you know, what do I use? There's this, you know, using C to make a game seems like it's a lot of work to build something in order to then make a game. <clears throat> because I need something to, you know, to listen to input from from the user, from the player. I need to um, find ways to display things on the screen and animate and move them along, and then have some kind of um, sets of rules happen in between there, you know, in between the 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 updating of the screen, accepting of input and whatnot. It's like well the game has to have rules and make, make, you know, respond to the, and present interesting choices to the player. What am I going to use for that? And I, I, a lot of, um, developers do start from sort of a, um, a foundation that they build themselves. And I wasn't, um, at the, and way back then, uh, really interested in, in trying to build that foundation because I wanted to do, practice the other aspects of making a game, which is, you know, what what kind of um, what things am I presenting to the, to the user? How how am I? Uh, let's see, is that thing that I've built accomplishing the right um, feel? Also, uh, it you know does it. Uh, does it move fast? Does it respond interestingly? Is it um, is it fun to play? That's the that's the key thing. And if I'm building the underlying systems, I'm farther away from that question of playing and fun. And then any all that all this, this aesthetic stuff that's closer to the game player. So then that's that's left me pretty naturally motivated to try to find some set of building blocks that let me. Um, focus less on 
those underlying things to focus more on the stuff that's closer to the player. <clears throat> this leads me to naturally want to choose a game engine. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and some past engines I've, I've used, I mean, you, to, you can actually use an existing game to build a new game. Um, this is ever since uh, games have been moddable, I, the, a game I remember a lot of mods being posted um, was uh, Doom and Doom 2. And so a mod is, is like being able to take existing um, assets and parts, the, like sounds and, and visuals, and uh, architecture or what have you, of like how are levels expressed or composed, and then comp do your own composition. And then you can go further in, in, in that modification and actually add your own assets, your own sounds, your own visuals. And uh, that's where I was exploring uh, in the um, sort of the Quake, Quake 2 era. Um, where I had been working on a game project using, um, I think, I don't remember if Macromedia was called Macromedia back then, but I, something in my gut says they, they had, maybe they were Macromind or something like that, or had just become Macromedia, but they now they made this tool called Director. And Director was, <clears throat> uh, I mean, it added, it added a ton of things in, in, in an environment that wasn't necessary, was, it could be used for a game engine uh, very, very easily. Um, it, well, I don't think its its express purpose wasn't necessarily game engine. It was about making media interactive, and that's close enough. Uh, and it helped a lot, and, and it helped my team, especially um, someone that uh, came in to help my team build a um, a rough prototype <clears throat> and with um, placeholder art and all that kind of stuff. And I saw that, well, it's possible to do a lot with, with not as not a ton of time. And, you know, took away lots of learnings from that project, whatever, but um, I suppose I can I, you know, pause that for now to, to stay focused on this idea of game engine. And then things like um, you know, web browsers came along and they, they showed a lot of possibility. Games that were moddable showed a lot of possibility. And I did some experiments, especially with Quake 2 in the past. And then eventually Flash. And Flash was like the more distributable, shareable version of like Director. Um, so that, that fit well. And then I ended up um, going back to using web technologies because all of a sudden there was a point where web browsers, uh, they were getting really good at, not, at more than dis displaying documents. And yeah, you can make... Um, stuff in the browser interactive and that you can turn that into games but um, but it got the parts got better but it still wasn't a game engine and that's actually right around the era where I initially built uh, Guitar Fretter and then um, ended up porting Guitar Fretter to the Corona SDK and so the Corona SDK is uh, far closer to, to like a game engine, it's um, still not quite all the way there because it's it's like a really convenient multimedia toolkit. And a convenient multimedia toolkit is still convenient. 
it's it's pretty fantastic but what you're you're, you're bringing your own sorts of um, patterns of handling input and um, maybe even like animation libraries and um, ways to load assets and display them easily that's that is um, you know the raw components are there like to in, import an image and stuff but um, but if you want to manage that with uh, some some convenience of, of like easy layout and easy scaling and stuff like that how big should this image be where should it be placed uh, you got to add your own tools what's neat is you're building off of existing tools that give you a major boost but you're still doing a little bit of your own tools and so then I went from um, uh, from from there to eventually using um, the uh, phaser in JavaScript and phaser in JavaScript is straight up a game engine um, it's uh, it's handling more of the plumbing of the common things that that you want to get done you have um, sort of an expected flow that is built in which um, which is helpful that um, you know things like oh you are you're meant to go from screen to screen you're meant to the you're meant to go um, there are affordances in, in the engine to um, have those stages and steps such as like handling inputs and um, um, what do you do as far as actually even like setting up a scene before it's before it's run and then then you know displaying it and then uh, that constant heartbeat that happens you know all the time then then within that heartbeat you can um, you know sort of that core game loop uh, you can do the jobs that you need to do in your your game loop as far as the kinds of um, uh, rules and, and managing data and all that kind of stuff so it gets you it gets you closer um, but then along the way I had been examining um, off and on environments like um, the Unreal Engine, which I've made no progress with whatsoever other than I've installed and poked at the default examples and then felt that for me, this is a, this is a large uh, investment to go learn and see, see the world through the Unreal Engine's eyes. And I had a similar, you know, sort of standing on this precipice. I'm at a, on a threshold looking in to the environment and world that is um, the Unity 3D engine. And I can see like many great affordances, like ways that, that are meant to you know, boost what I can accomplish as a developer and a really robust community. Like it's, it's, a, it's a part of the experience of developing in Unity where all sorts of people are building pieces and parts that are for you to reuse some of them for pay some of them free but even the pay ones are, are a tr many of them are very very affordable so there you go um, I'm leading up to what I ended up, ended up choosing and why and where I land in this this current chapter is um, I found myself looking at three very very viable options very feasible options um, the phaser in JavaScript, the Corona SDK, which happens to use the Lua uh, scripting language, and then um, the uh, Unity 3D, which primarily uses C-sharp, um, secondarily 
it did used to use other languages, but for the most part, those have been phased out, and it's all about um, using C sharp when you're going to express logic. Okay, so I think I covered like a, a bit of a timeline and a little bit of like why you why you might want to choose a game engine, and the idea being well, they they do a lot of work for you and get you closer to that core set of things that your game is has um, as let's see the parts that make up what the what your player your user um, experiences uh, it gets you a lot closer to working on mainly those parts and less about those underlying technologies but even those things it's kind of like you're the the player's experience there's a kind of there, there are layers to it where the, the components you build may be you know some of them may be in the background and never really directly seen by the player but they still can affect them like how are you loading your assets how are you um, managing um, even how the game is saved in the background and whatnot it's not directly seen but it really does affect things anyway um, yeah game engines are very enabling awesome tools Huge love for them. Raw platforms, fantastic too. I think if, if depending on how you are, are wired and your interests and, and the, the pieces that excite you and on the kind of time you have, right? So, I mean, sometimes I do like to, to you know, write something that is a very, like a fundamental piece of, like a fundamental component. Um, maybe how data goes across the network or something for, for some projects, but like, even though I had fun in that, that fun, it's an investment to build anything. And you have to think about, like, where do you want to put your time? And that's where I was at. Um, and I'll, I'll continue uh, in another update. This one has gone a bit long. Um, the, the next update, I'll, I'll try to delve into um, which engine I chose and why. So that's been the Polytechnicast. Um, another update for the month of November in the Art Sound Off Creative Challenge. If you want to learn more about the Art Sound Off Creative Challenge, a thing that uh, a friend of mine, Jersey Droz, and I started uh, to, to sort of you know share, wave a flag, and say, you know what, this this journaling um, is, is pretty fantastic and affecting, and it, lots of other side benefits that um, that uh, you know you you do benefit. I know I have benefited by just listening to others' journals that that they share. But uh, but there's there's more if you end if you choose to um, participate, and of course you don't even have to share publicly the stuff you capture. That's that's important to, to remember too. Um, but if you're comfortable with with the public thing, then of course we have that mechanism of posting it somewhere and then using the hashtag Art, art Sound Off, um, especially during this month of November. And uh, we'll see see who who comes along, who tries this, who dabbles, and that's. Um, I, I don't think there was really a wrong way to play this, um, you know, with my uh, happy path um, hat mindset. Um, uh, all right. So thanks for downloading this. And um, you can send me questions via my Twitter, which is at Rob Stenzinger, or via email where I am rob.stenzinger at stenzingersoftware.com. Thanks again for listening.